my dogs vomited when I came home and I put it, I, you know, cleaned it up, put it in the trash. I left again and they got into the trash and ate their vomit. In a world filled with big sports companies and high-end production podcasts comes a group of guys who paid five bucks for this intro. Welcome to Eat, Sleep, Fantasy. Miami, the Playboy's paradise. Pretty girls, fast cars. That's just a facade. The bridge separates South Beach from my Miami. The real Miami. The MIA. This is where we hustle. Every day I'm hustling. 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 And welcome, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Eat Sleep Fantasy Football Podcast. Uh, I am Dale, and with me is Armando. How are you doing, Armando? What's up, guys? This is Armando. Follow me at Thunder Crespo. And, and you, could, you could follow Eat Sleep Fantasy at Eat Sleep FF on Twitter, or go to our website, eatsleepfantasy.com. Man, I do not like to do the intros. I'm glad that uh, Brito, Christian Brito does it usually, because I clearly suck. I, uh, I We came into this awesome song. I switched it up because Christian isn't here, and he can't tell us what to do, and Rich has no input right now because he's not here. So, um, and I thought it was gonna hype me up, but the the intro still sucked. So, um, off to a bad start. But we're gonna get better because we have a lot of cool things to talk about. Um, we're gonna do some news and notes today. Talk about a couple of uh, recent things that happened uh, in fantasy world news. Uh, Amano and I are gonna go over a couple of uh, leagues that we drafted and just kind of point out some cool uh, little tidbits for you. Uh, we have a listener uh, question um, that we'll go play later in the episode. And, uh, of course, we're just going to probably talk shit for half the time as uh, as we normally do. Um, so, I guess, uh, Armando, what's going on, man? Oh, you know, just chilling, keeping it real in the boat, you know. Sitting, yeah. Sitting how's, how's, how's boat life going? It's going good. Uh, today I caught a burglar, which is pretty exciting. What? Got, got my blood pumping. Wait, hold on. <laughs> you caught a... What did you do? How did you... Well, you know, there's a. Uh, I was about to go out to run some errands, and I see this uh, male, tall male, wearing nurse pants and a, a ski mask and uh, backpack. No, it's a, a ski mask. I swear to God, a ski mask. <laughs> I got. A, I took some photos of him too, uh, just oh. in case. But I, he, he kind of like was scratching himself, his neck, and he was like walking around this boat, and he got on top of the boat, and I went outside. I was like, um, I've never seen you before. What are you? What are you doing on that boat? He's like, um, this is my, this is a friend of mine. I'm like. Uh okay, we'll talk to you later. Went back, <laughs> pick, pick, went back into my boat. Wait, called, <laughs> and he was in a ski mask the whole time. Yeah, yeah, he took off a ski mask. Like, yeah, yeah, I know him. And then he put his mask back on. I was like, mm, what? Okay, and then he kind of just sat there. No, this the, can't be real. No. You got it. Okay, tweet a picture. I'll, <laughs> I'm going to retweet it. Okay, I will. And then you know, I I looked at him for a while. I called the marina. The, the marina said, hey, there's this weird guy in a ski mask circling a boat, and he's on top of it right now. I described him, and then um, I called the police, and yeah, he eventually eventually he went in the boat, and I just stood there watching him. I circled the boat, see what was going on. I was, you know, this is weird, and uh, eventually the everyone showed up, and yeah, he got arrested. Apparently, he's been here a couple of times, and he almost killed someone a few weeks ago. So uh, that is crazy. So okay, I, I'm sorry. I'll keep going back to the ski mask scene. This is crazy. I didn't think people like robbed things with ski masks still i thought that was like a movie thing 
No, he had a ski mask and then he had a tank top with like it was really and he had nursing pants on. It was really, really, really weird. I think for, that for those of, for those of you new uh, new listening to us, maybe this is your first episode. Armando is um, I don't even know how to explain it, but he lives in a boat right now, and just crazy things happen with him. He you know he travels a lot, so he sees a lot of weird things. Uh, he could probably go on for days and days on crazy stories like this. Um, but the the most recent one is that he lives in a houseboat with his girlfriend in uh, in Oakland. Um, that's just crazy. That's that's way better than my story. Um, <laughs> Tell me about your story, Dale. Well, it's not really a story, but, uh, you know, I got a blood test back. I was really sick a couple of days ago, like a week ago, and got a blood test just to make sure everything was okay because I felt like shit, but they said I didn't have the flu. So I got the blood test back, and I don't know. I mean, do you, have you ever had, like, a full workup blood test done before? No, it's expensive. Oh, my God. Well, yeah, I guess you need health insurance for that. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, every time I get any kind of blood work done or anything, I always – think the worst i always think they're going to come back and say you know i have some horrible disease or something but um so i was like kind of kind of on pins and needles but it turned out okay i didn't have anything but um yeah i always get a little nervous when i get blood work done i don't know why i just think something's gonna pop up well that explains your bad attitude the past couple days (sighs) okay we can get into that later (laughs) (laughs) um all right you want to get into some news and notes yeah let's get into some news and notes news and notes so, some big news over there in Tampa Bay today. Um, they signed the seal shorts. Um, after Lewis Murphy te- tore his ACL, the Texans cut the seal shorts, and now he is a buck. Um, I don't think that has any fantasy relevance to Vincent Jackson or Mike Evans, but they need a, vet- a veteran presence, so they got seal shorts, who I think is a talented wide receiver, and uh, yeah, should provide some depth over there. Are you having trouble saying Cecil shorts? Cecil? I thought it was the seal. <laughs> I don't know. I thought it was Cecil. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I, I like Lewis Murphy. He is a Gator. Go Gators. Um, but I've, I've always liked him. I thought he played a really good role in that offense as a third, third option. Um, so, uh, but, yeah, I mean, Cecil Shorts, he's a speedy, you know, deep, deep threat. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, what you got? No, no, nothing, nothing. Go ahead. Just... Okay. Uh, yeah, and Thomas Rawls' news, a little disappointing. Uh, the Seahawks are taking a very cautious approach to Thomas Rawls and listed uh, Kristen Michael uh, ahead of him on Seattle's Week 1 depth chart. Um, of course, you know, Pete Carroll has been saying all along that he's not going to rush him back. Um, I guess they have, you know, confidence in, in Michael to come out there and, and lead the backfield there, um, which kind of sucks because they're playing the Dolphins the first week, and this could have been a really good week for Rawls. I don't expect much of Michael, um, but uh, it definitely hurts Rawls' value, um, especially because, you know, that this week one would have been huge for him. Yeah, I think I dropped Rawls out of my top 24, and Christian Michael is like 31 right now. Personally, if I have either one of them, I'm not drafting them. I mean, I'm not playing them this week. I'm just going to stay away from them. I do feel like the Dolphins are going to come in hot. They had five weeks to pr- five, uh, four, <laughs> They had five months to prepare for this matchup i do not want any part of the seattle mess they have over there uh, yeah that's the thing about week one you know i mean all off season uh you know these teams are making these small moves these tweaks um and you know we're not in the front offices offices of any of these teams so you know a lot of these little moves help the teams in a big way um and we don't really know how it's going to respond so this week one to me is always kind of a crapshoot we take the best uh you know the best data that we have and make the best decision we can. But um, usually it's kind of a, 
kind of a shot in the dark based off last year's uh, numbers and offseason moves, and that's the best we can do. Yeah, I completely agree. Yeah. Where, where do you have Rawls ranked, by the way? Uh, I have him as a running back two, a low-end running back two. And actually, I'll probably be moving him down before our final week one rankings come out uh, Wednesday night. So, um, what? how about you? I actually have Rawls ranked 21 right now. I have him way down. I have him ahead of Isaiah Corral, Giovanni Bernard, and C.J. Anderson. Move him way down below those guys. Yeah, yeah, he, he might be... Uh, he might move a little closer to 18, 19 range for me. Um, I know that's crazy because he was so good his rookie year. But um, who knows how long Pete Carroll will let him nurse and come back, you know, come back slowly. And, uh, you know, every week that he does this, it hurt, just hurts him more and more. So we'll see after week one. We'll see what kind of uh, what kind of week he has, if you know, if he plays at all, what kind of production he has. <laughs> Um, I don't think there's any other big news out there besides golf being inactive. It's pretty much all I could think of right now. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that was surprising, right? Um, you know, they're the number one pick, uh, not only not playing and not starting, which is surprising in its own right, but uh, being inactive. So um, keep an eye on, on the Rams' offense um, and uh, see what Case Keenum provide all right so next up uh let's talk a little bit about um the listener league uh over the weekend we had uh, 48 teams draft on fan tracks big thanks to fan tracks for helping us out uh, we had a uh, 48 teams draft we have uh actually um 48 uh, 60 teams total draft because we do have a second chance league that is competing for a chance to win in their spot uh a listener league entry next year um, so we had 60 teams draft. We didn't have any problems with that at all, which I was really excited about. And uh, we divided up into divisions. So Armando has a division. I have a division. And then Christian and Richard also have divisions to uh, to kind of uh, be part of. Um, so we kind of wanted to kind of go over the listener league. I'm going to go over Armando's team a little bit, maybe give you a little bit of insight on how he picked. And then he's maybe going to hopefully give some notes on my team and uh, – and kind of cross-reference, and um, maybe you'll learn something from it. So, I guess, Armando, I'll start with your team. Um, you For quarterback, you have Palmer, uh, Carson Palmer. Uh, it looks like you took Gurley with the first pick. You also have uh, Devonta Freeman, uh, Alshon Jeffrey, and Jeremy Macklin are your wide receivers. Um, you took Eifert uh, as a tight end pretty early. Uh, and, of course, you have Melvin Gordon at your flex, which is a great, great pick for your flex position. And then in your bench, you have guys like uh, Isaiah Crowell, TJ Yeldon, Josh Gordon, Kenny Stills, Marcus Sweeten. And then you ended the draft with Antonio Gates, uh, which I kind of took a sigh of relief um, <laughs> that, that you backed up Eifert at least with your very last pick. Um, so I guess the things that stood out to me are the Palmer pick. We haven't talked a lot about Carson Palmer, but last year he was second in the league in passing yards, and that offensive line gave up the fourth few of sacks. Um, so if that means anything to you... Um, <coughs> I think all those receivers are going to get a little bit better. Maybe not Larry Fitzgerald. Um, maybe he slows down a little bit. But uh, I still wouldn't count him out. Um, and then you have guys like Michael Floyd and John Brown, um, who I think are both going to be much better. I think Michael Floyd is the number one in that offense now, and uh, you'll see a lot of good production from him. And on top of that, you have a plus of having David Johnson, a pass catcher, uh, as a running back, so that helps Palmer a lot too. Um, what was your thought process in Palmer? Well, I was planning on waiting for quarterbacks, and I did. And uh, Palmer ended up following me, falling to me in the tenth round, which I, you know, at that point, 
I couldn't pass that up. I have him as my number four quarterback, and I had already filled up my starting lineup. And I had a pretty good bench with uh, Wheaton and Cro- and Yeldon out there, so I was like, fuck it. I'll take Palmer. I, I didn't want to. I was going to eye Philip Rivers with, you know, a Mariota or something like that to back him up. But Palmer yeah. was there, so I was like, I, I just got to take him. It's too good of a value to pass him up. So that was yeah. my thought process behind Palmer. I mean, I do love Palmer. I think he's going to have a great season with all those weapons out there. Um, so, yeah, it was just – I think it was a steal in the draft for me. Yeah, what pick did you have? I had the fourth pick. So you took Todd Gurley with your fourth overall pick. That's not horrible. No, I, of... the, the interesting thing I did was, which I don't know if you noticed, I actually passed up on Julio Jones. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's surprising that uh, even Julio and Gurley fell that late. Um, I guess, uh, you know, Todd Gurley, um, you know, on the fourth pick isn't horrible. Uh, personally, I, we all have personal preferences, but I probably wouldn't want wide receiver. Uh, another interesting pick you got, uh, like I mentioned earlier, um, Tyler Eifert. Um, looks like he'll miss probably at least the first four games. The Bengals are betting that he'll be ready to play by week six, or else they probably would have put him on the uh, puff list. Um, What's your thoughts on getting Eifert so early when you could have probably gotten Gates either way? You you really like Eifert after he comes back? You, well, you're well, well, I, well, actually, I ended up getting Eifert in the 12th round. Um, wow. Yeah, he was a steal late, really late for me. So I saw him sitting there. You know, there was Gates there, and there was Eifert there, and I think Ebron was there as well. And I, was, and I just I just grabbed Eifert. I figured I can get a good backup to um, just start the first four weeks. You know, and eventually Gates fell on me, like, second to last pick. So, yeah. Before, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, no, I was going to say that's that's uh, getting Gates, I think, was uh, your, saving, your saving grace there because I think he will definitely fill in nicely for Eifert. And if Eifert doesn't pan out, I think Gates will be just fine as long exactly. as he stays healthy. I think, uh, you know, maybe you'll even have some trade bait later on. Maybe you're going to have uh, two really good tight ends that you could trade somebody. I'm already sending out trades, man. There's some teams with some weak-ass tight ends out there, and I got two awesome ones. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Um, um, I, go ahead. No, I was going to say, take a look at my team. Uh, what do you think? Well, actually, I just want to say one thing. We did have our first trade, and um, I do have Alshon Jeffrey as my number one quarterback, because I w- my number one wide receiver, because I do have Freeman and Girl. I went back-to-back running back which is a no-go this year. Everyone's thinking that's bad. But I got Alshon Jeffrey as my third pick, and I traded him away. <laughs> I traded him. I traded Alshon Jeffrey and Marcus Wheaton for Keenan Allen, who I have currently ranked as number six wide receiver. And I have a lot of worries for Alshon Jeffrey. So, you know, now I got myself a nice, solid number one wide receiver that I can rely on week in and week out versus Alshon Jeffrey. I do have a lot of um, worries at the wide receiver position staying healthy and all. Cool. Is there a guy in a ski mask looking into your window right now trying to break in? Oh, shit. He's... <laughs> What's that noise? Okay, that, let's just cut that part out, Dale. <laughs> All right, so I'm looking at your roster, Dale. It looks like you got Tyrod Taylor. I guess you practice what you preach. Um, <laughs> looks like you went three wide receivers in a row with Hopkins, Watkins, and Jordan Matthews. Or two wide receivers in a row, Hopkins and Watkins. Your running backs are Matt Forte and DeMarco Murray. Gronk. Jordan Matthews, Amir Abdullah, Rashad Jennings, and Corey Coleman. Um, did you get Gronk in the second round? Uh, yeah, I did, actually. I started off with Gronk. Uh, I'm sorry, Hopkins, Gronk, and then Watkins, one, two, and three. Um, so I went I went all pass catchers my first three picks. Um, so I just, I'm going to comment on a few things, and I want to hear your thoughts about it. Are you sure. worried at all about Watkins, you know, his injury concerns? I know you're all about Tyrod Taylor, and you're double-downing with Tyrod Taylor to Watkins. I just want to hear your mindset with that. Like, yeah. You know, I'm, I don't search for the double down. I know a lot of people talk about it. I wasn't searching for it. He just kind of fell to me. I think he's going to be great. Uh, he was a number seven wide receiver uh, last year. 
as far as fantasy points. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I think he's going to be just as good. I think his injury concerns are out of the way. And, uh, yeah, no, I don't see any concerns at all. Cool. And another question I have is Jordan Matthews. You know, Sam Bradford was just shipped off. You know, now they brought in Chase Daniel, who's been there the entire preseason. Um, I know everyone thinks Jordan Matthews' value went down, but what, what are your thoughts on him? Since you did draft him as your possible flex player. Right. Uh, well, uh, really quick, um, just a correction. Sammy Watkins was the 15th best fantasy wide receiver. Uh, I said, I think I said seventh, so my bad. Um, <coughs> uh, yeah, you know, Jordan Matthews I'm not crazy about. Uh, I drafted him right before the news that Sam Bradford was being traded. So I'm not crazy about Chase Daniel throwing it to him. But let's be honest, Sam Bradford wasn't that great. Um, Doug Peterson, the head coach of the Eagles, says he's going to move uh, Jordan Matthews around even outside of the slot, um, So, which I'm pretty excited about. I think he's going to be utilized. I think that they know he's the number one wide receiver, number one pass catcher in that offense, and uh, he'll be utilized. Um, so I'm not as high on him as I was. I'm not crazy about him in my flex, but he's my flex, and I can move him. I can move, uh, I can move that around. Um, so I just want to comment on Jordan Matthews real quick. I do like him better in the flex. I feel like all his big games come when he's playing the when he's playing the sorry the slot, not the flex. I do like Jordan Matthews in the slot. Yeah. I feel like all his big games come in the slot. If they have Doral Green Beckham and Nelson Aguilar on the outside, I think it's gonna be fantastic. That's where he belongs in, in the slot. Um, and I really like your running backs actually. I think uh, well, I don't love them, but you have good depth. You have Forte and Murray, who you know two questionable guys, but then you got some nice depth with Amir Abdullah and Rashad Jennings. Um, yeah. You want to give me your thoughts on that a little bit? Yeah, <laughs> I knew I would have to go uh, running back heavy um, once I got those receivers. Um, so, yeah, Amir Abdullah, he's going to be uh, maybe not the third down back, but at least the first and second. Um, and Rashad Jennings, he's uh, he's the man right now uh, for the Giants. Um, I didn't have any problem taking those guys, uh, one the first two guys to fill up my bench. Yeah, I think it looks really nice, actually. And uh, so your next receiver you took was Corey Coleman. You know, he's had a pretty shitty preseason, and Jordan, Jordan, Josh Gordon's going to come back in a few weeks. Um, yeah. You know, tell me about Coleman and what your thoughts were there taking him. Yeah, I mean, Coleman, for those who don't know, uh, he was the number 15, uh, 15th overall pick for the Browns. Um, he, he has had some ups and downs, and I think he's kind of learning the playbook as a rookie wide receiver does. Um, but they they still think Coleman can be the number one uh the number one target there, at least until Josh Gordon comes back. Um, I have really high hopes that uh, he's going to light the world on fire for the first four weeks, and then Josh Gordon's going to come back, and he's still going to play an important role. I don't think he's Josh Gordon. I think Josh Gordon's talent level definitely exceeds Corey Coleman's at this point in the game. But um, if Corey Coleman does well enough, I think RG3 is going to develop that really good chemistry, and uh, uh, I think it could pay off. Yeah, I think it's a good I think it's a good pick. It's definitely when you have all those other receivers above him. And your three bench spots at the end of the draft were Kenny Stills and Marcus Wheaton and Laquan Treadwell. I I personally think he's going to be your first cut. Is Treadwell gone? But I do love the pick of Kenny Stills, and I really want to dive into him a little more in this in this podcast. Do you have any thoughts you want to bring to the table? Yeah, I mean Kenny Stills. He's you know he proved he could be that speedy deep threat. You know when uh, he was playing with Drew Brees uh, a few years ago. Um, I really like him as a second option in the faster paced Adam Gase offense. Um, and, and that's what has me excited is the Dolphins are going to run more plays. They should probably pass a little bit more. They're going to be a little, uh, they're, they're going to be aggressive down the field. Uh, Tannehill has a little bit more free range to do what he wants to do uh, this year. So uh, until until this year, Tannehill hasn't had the opportunity to even audible at the line of scrimmage. So, um, Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. And, you know, everyone's talking about Devontae Parker playing the X. 
you know, in Adam Gase's offense. Well, Dante Parker's injured. Yeah. <laughs> and they don't know when he's going to come back. So guess who's going to play that X? Yeah. Kenny Stills. Exactly. He's, so. he's going to be sneaky. I mean, me and you both picked him at the exact same spot. There's three picks before the end of the draft. Um, I do not mind taking him that late and uh, seeing what happens. I think he could be a home run player. Exactly. Yeah, I think he's going to be stealing the draft. At least, you know, for the first six weeks until Devontae Parker comes back, I think Kenny Stills is going to have a great first six weeks and probably a steal. Whoever drafted him is a fucking steal. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think we, you know, I traded him away, but in a PPR league, he's going to get a lot of targets. They're going to throw the ball a lot in that offense. So I think Mark Sweeney's a good pick as well. Yeah. But Treadwell's gone. <laughs> I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. I, you know, we'll see. I think he has talent. Um, he he was just recently listed uh, second behind Charles Johnson or right behind Charles Johnson, um, so that doesn't bode well for him. Nope. Um, but you know maybe uh, I'll I'll keep him for a few weeks and see what happens. He might surprise you. Uh, those are the you know the great things about these late picks. You know I love you know taking a just a wild stab at some of these late picks and just say hey if they, you know if they blow up that's going to be awesome. If not they can get cut and pick up somebody else who might be awesome a couple weeks from now. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I think that I just want to say this real quick. We can cut this out, but. The Vikings have really interesting wide receivers. They have Stefan Diggs, who was great for part of the season. Charles Johnson was great for part of the season. Cordell Patterson was great for part of a season. You know, it's like all these receivers are so good, but none of them are consistent at all. It's weird. Yeah. But yeah. we don't have we don't have to cut we don't have to keep that in there. I just wanted to say no, that. No, no, it's true. It's true. And um, uh, <clears throat> and who's their quarterback now? Sam Bradford. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows who's going to like. I have, yeah. You know, honestly, any of those years can be a boom. I have no idea, though. Yeah, you know, the good thing for the Vikings offense is that Sam Bradford is competent, right? I mean, he might be, not be the most accurate. You know, he might not be the quickest, um, the strongest arm, but he's competent, right? And he, exactly. he, can, he can at least run the offense. He's never had a running back like Adrian Peterson. Um, oh, so. that's going to be so juicy. It's going to be fun to watch. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think he, I could think he could do pretty well, um, but we'll see. All right, I guess uh, to wrap up this kind of quick show here, we do have a listener voicemail, which is always awesome to have. Again, if you guys want to leave a voicemail, uh, call us at 507-69-SLEEP. That's 69-S-L-E-E-P, in case you don't know how to spell sleep. Um, that 69 was a total coincidence, by the way. We just wanted the word sleep, but I thought it was funny. Um, you can also email us the questions and all that good stuff and tweet at us, but, uh, I love getting voicemails and most of the time I will play it. So if you want to get on the podcast, the voicemail is a great way to do it. Brito, Armando, Rich, big fan. Appreciate taking the time to listen to this. Just did the draft last night in Rich's division. And yes, I left you out on purpose, Dale. Still a little salty at the mock draft you fucked up the other week, but it's all good. I drafted Tyrod Taylor in your... Uh, honor, but my quick question is, I'm stuck with Jason Witten as my tight end in the listener league because Rich fucked me on getting Dwayne Allen, so do I just ride the waivers and plug and play, or do I try to trade up for someone like Kelsey or Walker after they have a week or two of being in the slumps? Take a look at my team, see who I got on my bench, people like John Brown, I've got Sims, McKinnon, Forsett, which I picked up in the 12th. I love that pick. Um, yeah, take a look at my team, Harpocalypse Now, and uh, let me know what you think. All right, good luck to everybody except for Dale. See ya. Um, so, yeah, thanks for leaving the voicemail. You didn't leave your name. I guess I should probably know it based off your roster, but I don't. Um, 
first of all, uh, the mock draft stuff was not entirely my fault, so fuck you. And, uh, and I your mother. <laughs> and, but I appreciate you uh, drafting Tyrod Taylor. Listen to me. I think uh, I think that's going to help you win your league. Um, so, Armando, what are you what are you thinking about Jason Witten? I'm not in love with Jason Witten. You definitely have to make some sort of move. Um, yeah, I don't even think Jason Witten is worth keeping on your roster right now. Cut him right now. There's no upside to him. You might get a touchdown here and there, and you'll be happy. But cut him. There's no upside. Personally, in my opinion, you should be looking at guys like Kyle Rudolph. Um, with Sam Bradford coming in there, they're going to be tossing the ball to tight ends because they need to be safe. I think he's a great sleeper right now, um, and he has he can catch that ball in the end zone so well. Then there's Clive Walford in Oakland, who went undrafted in my listener league, and last year he was pretty hot. At the end of the season, I think right, I think he went under the radar in the preseason. I think he's a great pickup to plug and play against New Orleans, especially this week. Um, Charles Sims is under the radar. Jordan Cameron had a terrible preseason. He's the second tight end on the roster right now for Miami. I think he's a sleeper right now. I think there's a lot of potential there. He did get injured last year, so there wasn't a lot of time for him for to mesh with Brian Tannehill. Um, who do you think? Anyone else, Dale, that I might not have mentioned? Uh, no, I, I think you got it pretty much uh, covered. I, I like uh, I like um, Jesse James as a possible uh, yeah. a flyer. You know, I, Big Ben loves to use his tight ends, and if uh, Jesse James can learn this offense the way he needs to, I think he has good hands and he's a big target. Um so yeah, that could be a sneaky pickup. Uh, I, li- I, I like I like Jared Cook a lot too. By the way, I think against yeah. Jacksonville this week, he yeah. could be. I mean, they, we haven't seen him and Rogers connect yet, but you know, if we can get Jeremichael Finley production out of him, that's pretty good. Yeah. So I think there's two takeaways that you can need to get from this. One, neither one of us really like Witten. I mean, Tony Romo was like best friends with the guy and still had a horrible season, um, and you know, didn't really help Jason Witten at all. Now. You know, you have this rookie quarterback who knows how he's going to respond, and it's probably going to be a run-heavy offense on top of everything else. Um, and two, yeah, don't trade up for a tight end at this game, at, at this at this uh, point of the game. Um, you're much better picking up a undrafted tight end and riding with him. There's too many tight ends with high upside, uh, including Zach Miller, which I've said all along that I love Zach Miller. Uh, that is year. good. Oh, yeah, I definitely agree with that. I mean, unless someone's offering you a trade and it's a steal – don't yeah. fucking do anything. Yeah. Uh, you have a, you have a nice bench. Don't worry about it. I mean, you, yeah, the tight ends. I mean, you know, unless you're going to get Gronk, uh, you know, it's not worth reaching for. Um, and people aren't going to people are going to ask too much for Kelsey, uh, you know, in in those tight ends. So, um, yeah, you're you're fine. Go pick up a tight end, cut Witten, get a tight end with high upside, uh, and and you're you're going to be fine. You'll probably beat Richard. Exactly. You definitely will be Richard. Also, check out the whoever's the starting tight end in, uh, in Baltimore. They love the tight ends over there. So whoever's the actual starting and healthy tight end might be a good guy to, to stash. And Jimmy Graham was just cut in my listener league. So look, see if he's available. Might be a nice stash for the end of the season if you make the playoffs. Yeah. Probably won't, but, you know, there's always that small chance. Yep, yep. <laughs> sorry, that was really that was really negative, guy. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I wish you would have said your name because uh, we could have given you a little uh... – props here but um again thanks for calling in thanks for uh leaving the message all right next let's go ahead and uh give uh one of our writers a call uh mike hoff uh he's been writing with us pretty much from day one um he has some cool uh week one stardom advice uh so let's talk to him a little bit about that i'm gonna give him a call right now is that all right with you let's go for it cool all right well on the phone with us now uh is our uh famed writer michael hoff uh, you can get him on Twitter at Giancarlo H27. 
five seven. You guys uh, always mess that up. Yeah, we do. I'm oh, sorry, Giancarlo H five seven. Uh, that's that's Brito's workings. Um, I don't. It's at, right. we should fix that on the t- on our website as well. Yeah, we, two seven. We probably should. I know that's where I got the two seven. Yeah, from. <laughs> probably. Uh, Mike has been a writer with us almost pretty much since the beginning. Uh, we love all his writing. He's a he really knows his fantasy shit. Um, so we appreciate him and his hard work. He also writes for Gridiron Experts. Uh, anywhere true, else? Yes. Anywhere else we can find you, Mike? Uh, no, that's actually pretty much it. So uh, I, I had a podcast going, but that's kind of temporarily on hold as I'm uh, immersed in fantasy. So awesome! Yeah, yeah. He has a. If you guys are into uh, DC, uh, definitely uh, uh, Gotham Rogues podcast on iTunes. Is that where they can find you? Yeah, that's where they can find me for now. I mean, I gotta get another one of those cooking, but yeah, yeah. for now. Hey, even, even if it's old, take a listen. It's it's pretty good. It's uh, it's great quality stuff. Um, and the guy knows what he's talking about. So check it out if you're interested in that stuff. Um, Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so your article, your recent article that you uh, posted on our site, uh, talks about the week one stardom suggestions. I just kind of want to go through a couple with you, uh, maybe tell our listeners a little bit. Maybe they don't know something that you do. Um, but we can start off with uh, Derek Carr. He plays the Saints this weekend. What do you have on Derek Carr? I mean, really, it's not so much about Derek Carr per se. It's more about just the Saints defense itself. I mean, they have been, they have been an absolute liability for the Saints for a long time now. So, I mean, I just, you know, everybody's expecting a big year out of Derek Carr. So am I. I actually just got him last night in the Listener League draft. So, yeah, uh, yeah, really, I just think he's just going to have a field day. Yeah, so. yeah. Yeah, I mean, last, last year the Saints had 10 games uh, that they gave up at least 300 pa- uh, passing yards or more. Okay. Uh, and I don't think that it's going to change much uh, this weekend. Um, I don't. I didn't see the Saints make big enough moves to stop the passing uh passing woes no definitely not yeah, yeah it's that's going to continue to be a problem for them all year i'm always going to target you know if you're ever doing matchups as far as quarterbacks go i mean i'm, I'm always looking to see who's playing the saints it's, you yeah. know yeah it's kind yeah. of been the way it's been yeah it has as and the good thing about the saints offense is they're always playing catch up and when you have drew Brees, uh that that offense is always going to light it up too so um, it's, exactly it's both sides yeah mm-hmm. Um, very fantasy friendly those things for sure for sure uh-huh. uh, one guy reading through your article and again i suggest everybody go to eatsleepfantasy.com and check out the article because he has um you know basically all the uh skill positions listed here along with the defense um of you know all the stardom suggestions but one guy you have listed on here for the wide receivers is terrell Pryor at the eagles um is mm-hmm. this terrell Pryor love or is this because uh, he's playing the eagles maybe a little bit of both uh, a little bit of both, but I think I'd give it more to some Terrell Pryor love. I mean, it was it was obvious. I mean, like I had said in the article, I mean, one of the big staples of these of the preseason was that Terrell Pryor could you know he can catch the deep ball. Um, yeah. And I think until Josh Gordon comes back, he's going to kind of fill in that role uh, for now. And yes, it just so happens playing the Eagles defense that's going to work out rather well. You know, I envision one of those. You know. You know, one of those NFL game breaks, and you get that in the first half. You're getting a 50 yard bomb out to Terrell Pryor. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's 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 definitely a boomer bust, though. I don't think you're going to see him. You know, get getting a lot of receptions. It's going to be a big play, and you know, it's going to be a big play payday. So yeah, yeah. I mean, but like, I do like him. Yeah, like what you wrote uh, wrote in your article. You know, he has 100 yards and just five targets, which is pretty crazy. Uh, so All yeah, right. and uh, yeah, RG3 likes to throw the deep ball. So. We'll see what and happens. yeah, and, and and I mean, I get the fact people always like to say that you know this is preseason, this is preseason, so you have to take it with a grain of salt. But 
I mean, you do also have to kind of pay attention to the preseason, and uh, I, I, I think RG three is going to look to get get it out there to him. So yeah, I, yeah. I do like him this weekend. Yeah, and uh, yeah, for sure. Um, Armando, you got anything to add there? No, no. I think we should move on to Kobe Fleener. I know he had a, a shaky preseason, but tell me why you have him as a starter this week. Ah, man, you know he's that's tough because you know what it was was when the pre, when when the preseason first got going, you know, early in training camp. I loved Fleener. I was all actually. I think one of the first articles I wrote for you guys yeah. was about Breeze, and yeah. I and I was gushing about Fleener. Then you get all these reports, uh, you know, about how now he's you know not in sync with Drew Breeze. But I don't know. I, you know, if 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 Benjamin Watson can do it, <laughs> then I don't see why Fleener cannot. Yeah. Pretty much. So, yeah. I mean, I've got him. I'm in about five leagues. I've got him in about three out of five of my leagues. So. And again, the Raiders defense, like we talked about with the Saints defense not being great at all, the Raiders defense last year was not good against the against the tight end at all. That's so, true. you know, and I again, I'm all about envisioning things. And I just see a nice little, nice little twelve yard slant right across the middle, right in the end zone. Yeah. And uh, you know, and it's going to take some time, but if he can play a bad defense, well, against the tight end like the Raiders, maybe he can get him started. So. Yeah. You know, I, I do like him, too. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, I'm not crazy high on Fleener, but I do think if he has talent, Drew Brees is going to find a way to get him the ball. Um, yeah, I'm I'm definitely uh, I'm not I'm not as confident as I was. I'll definitely say that as I was back in like late July or back when he signed. I thought it was going to be, you know, house money. But yeah, yeah, uh, yeah I, you know, I think if anybody can get it out of him, it'd be, it'd be a Saints offense. I mean, you know, they do love the tight end. So, yeah, yeah. I guess you know, we kind of went over everything except the defense here. So let's talk a little bit about that. The uh, you know with JJ Watt, uh, he's probably gonna. I guess they're saying he's gonna be ready for Week One. They're playing against the Bears, and uh, I think we all expect Jay Cutler to keep turning the ball over. Is that your? Uh, is that- uh, good, good Lord, Jay Cutler, man, the whipping boy. I'm like you know, <laughs> that's pretty much what it is. It's you know you're getting, and you know I had somebody asking me today on Twitter actually because. Uh, they were debating about uh, starting uh, Jeffrey or not, right? And then they said, "Yeah, well, the Bears are going to be behind and they're going to throw." And I just and I was saying to them, "Are you really going to want to? Are you going to feel comfortable relying on Jay Cutler dropping back to throw when JJ Watt and Clowney are going down his throat?" I mean, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be. So, yeah, yeah. yeah I just, I just think, yeah, I don't think the, I'm, you know, the Bears will put up a little bit of points, but like you said, you know, Cutler loves the. But we love those turnovers. So, and <laughs> yeah. they're going to be playing in Houston. The crowd's going to be loud. It's going to be wild. Everything's bigger in Texas. And yeah, I just, I, I envision that being a bit of a bloodbath. They are my uh, suicide pool pick too, Houston, nice. of course. Nice, nice. So, cool. But, yeah, so, um, absolutely. Who are you targeting in this year's drafts, or who have you been targeting? Like, who do you have in all your teams that you put together? This uh, well. I got ODB in about three out of five mile league, so that nice. was nice. Yeah. Um, you know, I know I, it's funny because all year I've been debating with the uh, wicked boy Brito over there. Yeah. Like clown. He's uh, <laughs> he's been talking about Gore. He's been talking about Gore up and down, and he hates Gore. And I'm, you know, Gore's not going to be a a world beater, but he's gonna he's a good value pick for where he's going. But yeah, yeah. funny enough, as I tell you that. I don't have him on any of my teams. Really? <laughs> but it's just the way the draft fell for me, you know. Again, yeah. it's the guy I thought that 
if he falls in, in the right spot, he's a great value. But you don't reach to get him either, right. you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah the one thing I wanted to do, which I actually got to do last night for the Listener League, was I wanted I wanted to get Tom Brady in, in, in one league. I actually, I actually remember you, Armando, you guys were doing a mock a while back on a podcast, and you were, you were campaigning for Brady. Um, and you ended up taking him. I decided, screw it, last night, I think I took him in like the seventh or eighth round. Oh, and nice. I still end up, and I still end up getting Derek Carr towards the end. Yeah, I saw that. That's that's, that's great. So, but yeah, so that was, um, you know, not that I wanted him in all my leagues, but I definitely wanted to get Tom Brady in one of them because I think when he comes back, it's it's going to be bananas. So, yeah, you, you definitely got some trade bait there, whichever one you decide to keep. But that's that's what I I announced it in the draft room, like right <laughs> after the draft. I was like, I was like, hey guys, by the way, Derek Carr is my block in week five. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> and, I, and they were not happy. I'm expecting big things from Derek Carr this year. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, it comes week five or week six, and that's going to be a really tough decision for you because um, I, I think he's going to light it up. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm def- I'll definitely move him if, if somebody wants him, but I do think that Carr's going to have a great year. I was actually shocked that he was still there when I got him. I mean, I got yeah. him very late. He was one of my last picks, you know, before the kicker in the defense, really. Right, right. I mean, uh, I think yeah, I think almost all of us on the pod, Brito, not so much, but I think me and Armando especially, you know, waiting on quarterbacks um, can can really pay off this year. And I think if you if you guys already drafted um, and you you know you waited, I think you're gonna like it. Um, you know, guys like Tyrod Taylor, of course, Derek Carr, all those guys. I mean, it's great value for as late as they're going. Yeah, I and, ended up getting and, Carson Palmer last night at the, in the tenth round, which I think is ridiculous. That's <laughs> crazy. And like and and Brito last night. I, I, I wish he was on. I got a bone to pick with him. I'm sitting there, sitting there with the laptop, and I'm saying to myself, you know, because no quarterbacks were going at all. I think we were coming back in like the fourth round. I was coming back down. And I said, you know, I said, if if quarterbacks don't go here, I'm going to jump on Cam or Aaron Rodgers. I said, you know what? I said, I'll jump on one of those two. And Brito jumps in, and he takes his boy, Russell Wilson. Of course. And then the next two Over picks. Over Cam Newton. Yeah, yes. And then after that, next two picks, Cam Newton, Aaron Rodgers. I was like, this son of a... <laughs> Figures. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, he, he... And I'm not surprised. I mean, he, you know, if somebody loves Wilson as much as he does... Yeah. I mean, you, you should take him in that spot yeah, if you're you not confident to, Yeah, yeah you, you have to, or you're not going to get him at all, so... I oh, personally yeah, but... don't think Russell Wilson is going to be a top-five quarterback. I know that's not popular, but... Right. No, I, you're you know, popular with me, Mike. Man, Christian would be screaming at you right now. He's probably listening to this for the I, first time, screaming at his phone, listening to well, it. So that's awesome. I, I would, I would, I would love to be on with him. You know, that's good. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I think uh, you got anything else, Armando or Mike? You got, you got anything? Uh... No. No, that's about it. I mean, cool. uh, I've just been having a fun time writing to you guys, and uh, podcasts have been great. Yeah. Thanks. And uh, yeah, and I appreciate you guys having me on. Oh, for sure. And uh, actually, uh, our, our, uh, what about the electricity in the house, but I'm on though. How's that going? It's going good. Um, we got it fixed. The last issue right. I just I just worked on was the plumbing. <laughs> we didn't have a toilet for a few days, but um, well, you know, just, we're, we're, yeah, we just we're on the water, so we just pissed over the board. It's fine. It's yeah. it yeah. good. Let's... Mike, right right before you came on, Armando and I were talking about a pretty good good story. So. Uh, uh, listen, listen to it when uh, when it comes out because you got another good house story coming to you. Listen, I mean, if if, if I need another reason to download, if there's a house story, I will be there. That's it. All right. Well, uh, you guys could find Mike uh, at Giancarlo H 
57. Uh, also, it'll be here in the description of the uh, podcast, too, if you're downloading on your phone or, you know, on a on the desktop. You just look at the description uh, at Giancarlo H57. Um, again, Mike, we appreciate you uh, coming on, and uh, we'll have you on, a, on again. I, I really suck at this. <laughs> <laughs> Start that over, Dale. Start I, I over. Would, Fuck I, it. You, you know I what I was going to say. Uh, yeah, I, I listen. I would love to be on again to talk about to talk about burrito when he's not doing well in the burrito division. Exactly. Uh, that's that's what we need. When man. I'm sitting towards the top and he's sitting towards the bottom, I would love to come <laughs> in. And also, when Gore is getting up near a thousand yards, we can talk about it. Yeah, I yeah. actually, I'm going to plan on doing. This may blow up in my face, but I think I'm going to do a countdown on Twitter every week of <laughs> Gore as he gets close to a thousand yards. Nice. That you should. You definitely should. He, Listen, he only finished 33 yards short last year. There's no reason why he can't, you know. Hey, hey medicine if, is crazy. If any, I mean, as long as he sees If something. anybody looks at any kind of regression, it would be his yards per carry drop. But after that, the yeah. temps were there. The yards were there. He even caught more balls last year than he, than he, than he usually did in San Francisco. So, yeah. yeah. And uh, it doesn't seem like Josh value. Ferguson is taking his job anytime soon. Exactly. All right, man. Well, uh, we'll let you go. But uh, again, thanks for coming on, Bo. And uh, and we'll we'll talk to you soon. Absolutely. Let's do it later. All right. Cheers. All right. That was a cool call. We uh, we haven't done that with our writers yet, so I hope we can get uh, our other writers on board and uh, you know kind of um, you know go over all this uh, with all our other writers. Uh, if you want to read anybody's work, go to our website eatsleepfantasy.com. Um, Armando, you got anything else? You ready to to wrap up the show the way we do? Nope, nope. I got another, wait, I do want to say, if you're drafting late, like Tuesday, Wednesday, going into Thursday, don't draft Thomas Rawls, guys. Don't draft <laughs> him. Listen to me. All right. Again, follow us on Twitter at EatSleepFF, and you can go to our website, EatSleepFantasy.com. We appreciate you listening, and we'll talk to you next time. Love you. Love you. Right, Listen to you, Dale. And we like to play till the sun go down. Yeah, we like to play till the sun go down. Then we take that down. Then we take that down.